0: following program is a presentation of fox sports radio charlotte the free fox sports app available from apple or google play and always online at fox sports radio charlotte.com it's time for the uptown sports crowd here's mackie gallagher with ben cole Good morning, Charlotte, and welcome to another edition of the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher. As always, I am joined by my good friend, my partner in crime, the co host of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte from 9 to 10 a.m., Ben Cole. And we are excited to jump into today's show. A lot of stuff happening. We have March Madness that is quickly approaching. As we are in March, if I believe or if I am correct, we also have some new additions to baseball, some new rule changes. There's a pitch clock. They want to make the sport, they want to make the sport quicker for fans to be able to get into. And then there's other things in the sports realm that we will talk to. But as always, I always gotta start the show by checking in on my boy Ben. How was your week? How are you doing today?
1: Week was good. Doing great on this Sunday morning. Happy to be here, as always, with you, Mackie. Um, just trying to do a quick re- mental recap in my head of what I did this week. I think it was rather uneventful, um, if I'm being honest. Sometimes
0: uh, uneventful weeks are the good ones.
1: Yeah, although I will say my my New York Rangers did make, a, make it official at the trade deadline. They traded for Patrick Kane. Um, got him for peanuts and crumbs too, so that was nice. But Patrick Kane made his debut. Um, didn't really do much. Um, oh, so because so I'm
0: honestly a hater of the trade. So, so you say, uh, so you say peanuts are fine whenever you're giving them away for <laughs> uh, hockey players to be on your favorite team. But when it's 9:30 in the morning and I go to the vending machine and I get a <laughs> I get a bag of peanuts, it's like, oh my god, Mackie, what are you doing?
1: Who wants to eat peanuts from a vending machine? First thing in the morning, I mean, I don't even think I don't even think I'd had a glass of water yet. Why would I want to eat peanuts?
0: Well, in my in my defense, I've, I've never seen you eat anything before noon in the day. So <laughs> this is it is known. I think I think you are just a hater of food in the morning. But How no, was your week? My week was good. Uh, you know, had work. We have an event. We have the Tanner Guitar Pool um, at Coyote Joe's on Tuesday night. And, you know, uh, one of my clients, Tulane B, or a Luke Bryan Collaboration, is one of the VIP sponsors there. So I've been spending my days in my cube getting that stuff figured out. Weekend overall, pretty chill. Uh, Announced the final home game. Not announced, but in arena-hosted seed the final home game for Charlotte 49ers men's basketball. I really appreciate them for bringing me on. I had a great time. But overall, you know, pretty uneventful other than those two things. Uh, I'm a big fan of chilling. I am a person that fully believes if you have nothing to do, that is something to do. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, you know, when friends hit you, up. Oh, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing. I'm just going to chill. Well, that means you should come out and, and like, drink no. and party till 2 a.m. This is my chill time. It's my chill time. I got a Rocket League tournament at 10 p.m. I need to hop I got to yell at my computer screen. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to do all weekend. But uh, an event that did happen this week, as you know, Ben and I, we both host trivia with Mindless Minutia Trivia. You can give us a follow on Instagram at mindless underscore minutia underscore trivia. I hosted Tuesday at Rosie's Coffee and Wine Garden. Ben hosts Tuesday at uh, Southern Strain Brewing and Plaza Midwood. It took me a while to realize it's plaza, not plaza. <laughs> and then uh, I also filled in for our good friend Jacob, huge Chiefs fans. He's happy about the Super Bowl at Hotfly Brewing. Hot Fly can be a little hostile. Hotfly uh, boos without me making a joke about booing. Usually at Rosie's, I was like, you can boo me if you want, if you don't like this round, then they start booing. I say something, and Hot Fly they just boo wow face turns red i start sweating a little bit i get frazzled ben yeah you're rattled can i tell you why they were booing please and it it makes me mad it makes me mad because they were obviously wrong uh they said we're teachers we know this um no you're not my mom's a teacher uh just uh my mom's a teacher therefore i am kind of all right get to the point
1: (laughs) so teaching in this country but no
0: so at trivia we have a round we do random rounds one of the rounds was homophone pairs. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a homophone is?
1: Yes, a homophone is two words that have different meanings but sound the same. So, sound the same. Yes. Okay. So, like, I, like hour, like on a clock. Yes. Like hour and then hour show the Uptown, yes. uptown Sports Crowd. So H-O-U-R, that would be a homophone. Yeah, H O U R and O U R. So, different spelling, sound the same, different meanings. Bet. I
0: said, homophones are where the answers are going to be two words spelled differently, but they rhyme. That's what I said. Oh, man. Oh, you would have thought I just took a baby.
1: <laughs> and punted it. <laughs> and punted it. Into the middle of the street. The they said, what
0: the hell are you talking about? I got half of hot flies saying they rhyme. I got half of hot saying, no, they're just different words, but they sound the same. They, they don't rhyme. I am frazzled. I think they rhyme, because one of the questions that I said was, it wasn't even a question, it was a statement. It said, a female deer's raw bread. A female deer. Oh, like... Apostrophe. Possessive, uh, Ben. (laughs) Yeah. A female deer's, (laughs) apostrophe S, raw bread. So, if the answers are homophone pairs, what would
1: that answer be? It would be doe, D-O-E. Yes. For the deer, and then dough for bread. D-O-U-G-H
0: There you go, you almost got it Yeah.
1: They said that those <laughs>
0: don't rhyme Um. They were telling me they don't rhyme I And mean, I, tec- said, I said, how are you,
1: how are you pronouncing dough? Dolph? Like cough? <laughs> they sound the same, but I wouldn't say they rhyme Like a rhyme is like Time and chime Or Grill and chill Those Shout are Shout out rhymes. Jeff Kent's growing and chilling <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I kind I got to agree with with the half of Rosies that was booing you. They're not they don't rhyme. Homophones don't rhyme. You, I, okay, I'll just say this: you could have explained it better. Just be so better. Now you're just do now better. You're gaslighting me, saying that I was the issue, <laughs> that I'm the problem. Well, you probably did kind of confuse. Well, they should know. They, they should know. know what you mean. They should know what you but mean. Is it, but isn't rhyming just when stuff sounds similar? I, I don't know the technical definition be, for rhyming. I, I, don't know I feel either. like. Rhyming, a rhyme are two words that are spelled. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. Now
0: have now you're having fifty people yell at you, saying
1: no, there's right. no rhymes are yeah okay yeah because yeah. they
0: were saying they were saying homophones are pretty much the same word.
1: That's no, what okay. They were that's saying. that's and I said no, you're wrong.
0: wrong, and they're like no, they're pretty much the same word. They just sound the exact same.
1: Out and. And no, I, homophones are different words exactly. with entirely different say, meanings so that of sound Ofla, the same. I was
0: just confused. We ended up finishing trivia night. We had the winners. No great mistakes. Confused. I'm <laughs> confused, too. But they tried telling me that homophones are the, basically the same word. And I said, no. Now, now I said, I'll let you yell at me saying they don't rhyme and, or and they sound similar instead of rhyming. But I'll tell you right now that they, they are not the same word. Because I said, let's use this, a female deer's raw bread example, dough and dough. I said, if you're in the kitchen and someone's baking biscuits and they say, hey, pass me the dough, and they reach into the low boy and they pull out a deer just curled up in its arm saying, here you go, in that instance, those are two different words. And they try to tell me they are the same word.
1: Yeah, no. I think think hosts and trivia goers are just stupid – I think, I think Hotfly uh, is just dumb. <laughs> Hotfly is dumb?
0: No, Hotfly. Fly
1: people, be smarter.
0: Be smarter. I will say, Hotfly, I will say out of the two trivias that I hosted this week, uh, all three were near the 50s in points gotten, where usually it's around the high 30s and 40s, so Hotfly was smarter. But I don't know. The thing, and this is already way too long that we should have been talking about this, but it's been bothering me all week because sounds similar in rhyming, I don't understand the difference in them.
1: Pull up a definition of what a rhyme is, but no, a but rhyme, I don't want to prove myself wrong. I want to yeah, hold on to this. Okay, garage. fair. The, I mean, okay, so general conclusion: they were incorrect saying they're the same words. Yeah. Then again, you might be misquoting them, so <laughs> you know I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> 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 You're supposed to be siding but with all, me, I'm your but also it's not the same as a I'm rhyme. Up. I mean, I get what you were saying, and they should have understood, but. Yeah, I would have just left it at two completely different words with different meanings that sound similar. And I would have given an example, like the hour and hour.
0: I did give an example. That's what confused me. And I was like, I was like, and so the two answers rhyme. Got it? And they were all like, Okay, yeah. so you see,
1: that's the difference with a rhyme. Like it, with hour and hour, those don't rhyme because they sound the exact same. A rhyme is a different word that sounds, it rhymes. It sounds similar, but hour and hour, it's the same sound. It's the same does sound, but it's sense? different
0: words. It does make sense. You're kind of swinging me against my own opinion. <laughs> but I don't know, though, because another another, another question slash statement, because these are really just statements, was a mineral paddle. A mineral paddle. So ore, O-R-E, and mm. then ore, O-R. O-A-R. O-A-R. And I said that sounds like a rhyme, also sounds like a seal. But the thing is with this. <laughs> or, 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 ore. <laughs> It's just, it's, I don't know. Like, this was a whole, like, five-minute battle between me standing it. in
1: a corner by myself. Because once you hold your ground against a against a crowd of, like, 70 people, <laughs> right? you got to no, go. stick to your and position. I'm, I'm like, they
0: rhyme, right? I have, a couple, I have a couple tables like, yes, they rhyme, please, for the love yeah, of God, go on, to the next yeah. question. <laughs> and then other people are like, they're not the same. We're teachers. <laughs> We're teachers. And I have the utmost respect for teachers unless they go against my opinion. <laughs> I'm always right. Now, if you haven't checked out trivia in Charlotte, you should follow Mindless Minutia Trivia on it's Instagram. It's a good time, and you might drink for free if you win. You might drink for free if you win, or if you're in a tiebreaker. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good times. Uh, I never realized how serious people take trivia, though. And I love it. I love it. this do. is like their this is like their thing. This is their sport. This is, this is their weekly thing, that they're going out with friends. They want to make sure that they win. I have people come to Rosie's and stuff, and every single week I see them, the first thing they say is, maybe we'll place. And I'm always like, I've been here for over a year. You've placed once, so I, I don't think the odds uh, yeah, are in your probably favor. Probably not. Probably but... not, but appreciate <laughs> you being here and spending your Tuesday night with me. Okay, I, I apologize. We just took up the whole first segment, <laughs> arguing about homophones. I still don't know the answer. So if you are a teacher— That was not at Hotfly on Thursday. Please tweet at me, at Mackie Gallagher. Hit me up on Instagram, at Mackie Gallagher. I'm not going to give out my phone number. You can hit me up on Facebook, LinkedIn. I do not care. I need to figure out what a homophone is.
1: English is a hard language. It It doesn't make any sense. sense. It makes no sense. Thorough,
0: through, thought, cough, dough. Those all (laughs) look so similar, but they sound the exact opposite in every sense of each word. Rough. (laughs) I, I it, 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 rot, brought, like, uh, just, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I think English could be simplified, but that's a conversation for segment two. Now, kidding. <laughs> we're not going to go into more English segment two. I barely passed grammar school. So, on the docket, when we come back, we're going to talk this pitch clock in the MLB. Because there have been already multiple videos through like, you know, spring training, these early games of, you know, pitchers getting violations. There's a game. There's games being lost. And batters getting violation. And I personally like the pitch clock. We'll hear what Ben says when we come back after break. Don't go anywhere. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, ninety-four point seven. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Nothing angers me more in this world than homophone pairs. <laughs> This is Mackie Gallagher joined by Ben Cole. You're listening to the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. If you can't listen to us on the air, you can always catch us on the web at FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com or on the mobile app that is available for Google and Google Play and the Apple Store, which is... Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, pretty simple. Just Fox Sports Radio Charlotte across the board. Multiple ways you can catch us. My name is Mackie Gallagher. That is Ben Cole. Sunday, March fifth. Let's talk Major League Baseball. What's Major in League March? Baseball on the Uptown Sports Crowd in March? What's going on? No, there's a there's something very specific that we want to talk about with Major League Baseball. That is the pitch clock.
1: So, if you're unaware, if you're unaware. They have implemented a new strategy to speed up the game of baseball because, newsflash, viewership in baseball has been declining over the years. Yep. Games run long. They do. Games go up to, like, four hours sometimes. Mm. Attention gets lost from viewers. Mm. Ratings going down. What do you do when ratings go down? You know, it's still a business. Got to change something. Got to change something. So, they decided to implement a new strategy, which is the pitch clock, um... For both the batter and the pitcher, there's a big clock behind home plate that they're testing out in spring training right now where the batter and pitcher must be ready with like 8—it's like a 15-second or 20-second clock or The pitcher has to something. be on
0: the rubber by 8 seconds.
1: By 8 seconds, and, the, and subsequently the batter has to be in the box yeah. ready to, ready to hit. The batter pretty much can't leave the box if you really yeah, think about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, with 8 seconds to go just to speed up the game in general. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of like a, you know, a test right now I guess to gauge fans' uh, thoughts on it. So, so what are your thoughts? I will say it's not a test. They well no, are, it's not a test. No, it. yeah. The test was actually
0: in minor league baseball.
1: No, yes, but I'm but but this is the it first. It feels like a, a sample, kind of. It is, but it is yeah. somewhat
0: of a sample. They they tested it out through minor leagues, specifically. I mean, of course, here in Charlotte with the Charlotte Knights, they tested out a few thing with a few things with the Charlotte Knights. They had the pitch clock, which uh, as one of the PA announcer for the Knights, it did make the games go by fairly quick. They also are test or they tested out challenges uh, for the Charlotte Knights where. It, a pitcher or batter, I can't recall the amount per game. I want to say like two or three, not too many. But the pitcher or batter can challenge a pitch. So if the pitcher throws it and they call it a ball, he gives some kind of signal, which is usually just a pat on the head. And the umpire will turn around to us in the press box and he'll, you know, wave his hand as if he's doing like a home run, mm-hmm. saying like they want to do a review. So in the press box, they replay the pitch. They have the technology with the strike zone, the velocity, the uh, the the path of the ball. And if the ball is within that strike zone or ha- more more than half the balls within that strike zone. They the call is overturned and then you know the pitch count changes. It's now like 1 and 2 instead of 2 and 1. Uh, it all takes about 3 to 5 seconds. It's very very quick. Yeah, it's quick. very quick. And so uh, And that was really cool to be a part of an organization where they were one of the main testers in AAA baseball uh, to see if this technology would be implemented at the major league level. And it seems like testing went well because it is. Uh, One thing uh, I like about it, one, it will speed up the game. I know there are some baseball players, and I know baseball is a completely different sport uh, than a lot of other sports. It's one of the few (laughs) sports to where – and I've always liked this. I played baseball growing up. I don't really watch baseball as much anymore. I'll always watch the postseason. But I did like the aspect, of, or I do like the aspect of baseball where you have to throw the pitch down the middle, you know, late in the game. You got to mm-hmm. give the batter that chance to hit it unless you're up like 10, you know, top of the ninth or whatever. But uh, one thing that I've been seeing as a casual baseball fan, if I were to pick a team, it would be the Nationals. They've been my team for uh, nearly the last decade. Shout out to them for winning the World Series. Woo-woo. Um Is recently I've been seeing, you know, players in the field come in and pitch late in the games. The score will be like 17 to 4, and they have the right fielder on the mound pitching. And Mm -hmm. he's throwing these moon balls that are like 40 miles per hour. You have batters that normally bat right hand, and now they're standing in the left-handers' batter's box. And it's one of those things to where... If that's what the point of the ball game to where you're getting to, where you're having a center fielder throw 47 miles uh, miles an hour down the middle to these professional hitters that are still in the lineup, like the game should just be over at that point. They yeah. should just call it quits. I'm sure the people standing in the dugout want to call it quits. Um, and still, these games are lasting four and a half, five hours. So I do like the aspect of putting in a pitch clock. It's going to change the rhythm. I see some uh, diehard friends of mine that are diehard fans of baseball. They're not really liking it. But it's something that, I mean, if, if, mostly every other sport has some kind of clock to exactly. push the play. You have a shot clock in college and the uh, pros. and football, you have the uh, play clock. I mean, like, there has to be something implemented. So I'm happy that they finally did. I personally, as a casual baseball fan, am a fan of them trying to speed up the game and make the game more wa- more watchable on TV.
1: No, I and that's really what it is. I feel like if you are... Uh, physically present at the game, you know, when you're enjoying the atmosphere oh, and you're there with friends, family, whatever, you're not thinking about it really, mm-hmm. and it's less of a factor. But yes, the big thing for this is you're losing viewers on TV. People have always said recently, like, it's just so hard to watch baseball on TV. It is. So I agree. Uh, I know it's kind of split 50 50 mm. with how people are um, reacting to it. I personally like it. What really put it into perspective for me. Was somebody did the side a side by side clip of oh, yeah. a spring training game that went on last week, where they pitched an entire they finished an entire half inning two thirds of an inning I think it was two thirds of an inning before like one pitch was even thrown yep. in in a game from last year because of like review substitutions whatever um guys you know calling for time in the box. Uh, so that really put it in a perspective for yeah. me. It's just the fact that they finished almost a whole inning by the time they threw one pitch, it's just insane. I mean, the game just stalls. It's so hard to stay engaged as mm-hmm. a television viewer when it, when it's going on like that. I personally like it, um, and like you said it too. Every other sport pretty much has has some sort of clock exactly. to, to move the play along, um, so I like it. I also think it gets guys in more of a rhythm, mm-hmm. um, you know, Obviously, with pitchers, you're already in a rhythm. You're throwing 100 pitches a game and stuff. But I just think it, it, it's just more yeah. engaging
0: because it's easy to watch. It's 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 easier to watch baseball. You know, earlier on in the season, you got the your your hype for the new season that's upon us. Like when you get into the dog days of summer, uh, when you're getting into games like 80 through 120, to where you have some teams that are already like 22 games back from first. There's no way they come back. Pretty much. Uh, like, cause, you know the early, early on in the season for baseball, it's fun to watch. And then postseason baseball, I do love watching postseason yeah. baseball. I don't have to know anybody on any teams. I just like the atmosphere. I, MLB postseason, the fans, the like the lights, the stadium. When that when the ball pops off the bat and then the home run happens, you hear the crowd pop. One of my favorite things in sports. But I mean, it's a long season. It's the longest sports season in American professional sports uh, in terms of the amount of games played, and then it's the longest time of individual games that yeah. it takes to play. And so there's something. It's <laughs> some, something had to be done. There has to be some kind of middle ground. And to follow up on your point about seeing a video of how it got put into perspective when they had the side by side videos of the of, of a at bat with the pitch clock and how much or how much got done uh, in that top half inning than some than in between two pitches in another regular MLB game, there was one that. Uh, showed it had a little box and it was in the caption on Twitter was how many inside the park home runs can Jose Altuve hit before this pitcher in this game of the playoffs in like 2018 throws a pitch. And so they had a little box and it was the same. It was the same at bat. It was the swing from Jose Altuve, him running and the moment he touched home, the video just looped back to the swing. He ran Six or seven inside the park home runs before this one guy threw a pitch.
1: Yeah, and see that's ridiculous. Um, I get baseball is a very meticulous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a lot about mechanics and strategical thinking and everything. But well,
0: it's because the moment, like the the situation changes with every pitch. The situation yeah. changes with every person yeah, that's standing like, on base. But like,
1: come on. Yeah, I mean, just just adjust. Mm-hmm. You know, I will say. Uh, because there was a spring training game that happened, and, the, and this really uh, got some outrage from the people that are against the pitch clock. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, with it. there was a game where it was tied, yeah. <laughs> bases loaded, full count, and the game ended because of a because of a pitch clock violation. I think the batter wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. So, in that scenario, I get where you're coming from. You don't want to see the game end on something like that. But also, if you're Nine innings in, or however many innings in, and you've been doing this the whole game be aware of the situation. It's a shot clock violation yeah. in the last 10 seconds yeah, of a basketball game. literally, be aware of the situation. Exactly. It's no different than having the final possession in a basketball game and you don't mm-hmm. get the shot off in time, and you're going to be like, oh, that's how the game's going to end? Well, be aware of the situation. The whole game has been like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, this isn't, it's not like you just started doing this in that inning. Yeah, it would,
0: it would be different if they started it like in the sixth inning or something like that, and they can't get into that rhythm. But exactly. uh, I but, agree with that completely. Yeah, And there was outrage over that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was be, very <laughs> Because... I, any baseball player's dream is to be at the plate, full count, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, chance to drive in the winning run, and then the game's over because you mm-hmm. step into the batter's box in time.
1: And, like, I'm tr- I am I was trying to think of, you know, something similar to where people might complain about this, and my mind went to golf, and, like, watching golf on TV. Mm-hmm. And, ha- you know, it's kind of a similar thing. Golf is very, you know, oh, yeah, tedious. Um, it's very... It relies heavily on your mechanics and everything, and obviously every shot is different, and guys have to think about what they're going to do, talk to your caddy, club selection, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing with watching golf on TV is when you're watching these big tournaments, they're going in between each player, every shot. Yeah. So there there still isn't that lag yeah. when you're watching. You don't need a clock in those situations. Because you'll just go to the next because hole. Because you'll just go to the, next- to the next hole or you'll go to the next uh, player, doing that shot so there's still no lag there's no you know stretched out downtime period but with baseball one game and yeah we're seeing like a review and then a pitching change and then a guy calling time and then Next thing you know, it's been ten minutes and a pitch hasn't been thrown. It's exactly. just, it just gets ridiculous. No,
0: and that's and that's one thing too that MLB needs to work on to grow ratings is like get rid of these blackouts. Same with the NBA in some markets. Yeah, market. or every why sport. do you have NBA TV or you have League Pass? But then if you live in Charlotte, you can't watch a Hornets game.
1: Right? I have ESPN Plus, so I can watch Rangers games mm-hmm. because I'm not paying for cable, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or like you know anything like that. But. When the Rangers play the Hurricanes, I can't watch the game on ESPN+. Plus. And then I don't have cable, so I can't watch the game, period. <laughs> so you're just scrolling
0: the latest tweets of yeah, hashtag Rangers versus Hurricanes it's or whatever.
1: No, um, it's,
0: blackouts in every sport is stupid, but I know it's more... I don't want to say dominant, but I know it's been a more of an issue for a longer period of time or a more consistent period of time with, baseball. with Major League Baseball. Because there's so baseball. many games there and are. everything, yeah. It's, I it's get weird.
1: it. They, they need to... I'm happy to see them evolve. Baseball it was definitely the main sport that has just been lagging mm-hmm. um in evolution over the years and, and kind of trending in the wrong direction. I mean, you started seeing them cha- make changes to the baseballs themselves to where now you're seeing teams average lower and lower every year mm-hmm. uh which you know takes away from the excitement of homers and just big hits and And lots of runs. So, I mean, for a while, I mean, baseball was just overall trending downwards and and just the excitement of play and everything. So it's I'm excited to see this change. Um, It'll definitely make me tune in more. I mean, I'm I'm a Yankees fan. You know, Yankees, Rangers, Giants. Mm -hmm. Um, Yankees have been good recently. But even I, I mean, in years past, I'll just turn on when they're hitting. Yeah, you know, I'm not, just, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, <laughs> but uh, I'm excited. It'll it'll get me tuned in more.
0: Yeah, I like the pitch clock. It worked well during the games with the Knights. I'm excited to see how it translates to the professional level. Overall, if you don't like it, uh, tell us. I'm yeah. Maggie Gallagher. I've been Cole, and we are happy to uh, ignore any opposing opinions. No, I'm just no it's, it's just, I mean, that's all. It, it comes down to what do you like. Some people like the slowness in baseball, how it comes
1: down to the end. Some, uh, some people or a lot of people don't. But The main thing, too, is it's not like we're making the games an hour and a half now. The games yeah. are still averaging about two, two and a half hours. Yeah, it just should yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just
0: shouldn't be four hours. Yeah, uh, three one app and and should not be thirty minutes. Yeah, it's insane. At some point, it's insane. But, I mean,
1: I remember from like you said, working with the Knights. I remember working production or calling baseball games for App State, mm-hmm. and it's like. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, my God, can this inning end? Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a pitching change and everything else, and a half inning will take 45 minutes and before, if a team starts hitting well. <laughs>
0: and before they do a pitching change, you have the pitching coach come out and talk to them, yeah. and then he walks back all slow. He's in, I'll tell you what, there there is no one that is in less of a hurry than a coach <laughs> walking out to the mound and walking back to the dugout. That is the slowest walker at any level of baseball that you will ever see. And then the pitching coach walks back. He throws one more pitch. They send out the people to warm up. And then the head coach comes out. He talks to him for five minutes, and then all of a sudden he makes a change, and now you're warming up, and boom, in seven minutes right there. I could have used the bathroom, but I didn't know if I was going to have to call something, if I was on the broadcast for App State, and now my whole day is just ruined. And it's this just-
1: this actually makes me think of something else, too, um, just do it, dealing with keeping people engaged in everything. Football, mm-hmm. um, there was a discussion, I can't remember who, but there was a discussion trending recently to where how— uh, I think the same sort of thing with viewers and everything. But how can we shorten the length of games? And one of the things they suggested suggested was changing the clock, or or something, or changing mm-hmm. just the the general length of the game. And it's like, no, I I genuinely think the football football rules are fine mm-hmm. in terms of how the clock operates and everything. Yeah, the
0: forty second play clock. 15 how minute about quarters?
1: yeah? How about you just don't go to a minute and a half, three minute commercial break. Every single time we change possession. Right. That's what it is. <laughs> like with baseball. We don't need to go to a three minute commercial break every time you make a pitching substitution. Yeah, every half. With half football. Or something like that. We don't need to make changes. Football is designed pretty well right now. Mm-hmm. You don't need to cha- make changes from to the clock. actual like game yeah.
0: play operation. Yes. like there's yes. some other rules that we'll. We've yeah, talked yeah, about. we're
1: just talking but about game play. The speed clock, of the game and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, speed of the game, management. in my opinion, is fine. Just stop taking three and a half minute commercial breaks every time the possession changes. And I get it, advertisers, mm-hmm. money, capitalism. But <laughs> let's let's just stop tinkering with rules that are fine and just look at areas like that and to to make changes.
0: Very true. Very true. One more thing that uh, I would like to talk about moving on from Major League Baseball. Me and Ben seem to be, or or Ben and I, excuse me, uh, seem to be in agreement that the pitch clock is a good addition to Major League Baseball. I want to talk about some of the rumors. and It's pretty much any free quarterback that's in the NFL right now is going to be rumored to talk with the Panthers or rumored to come with the Panthers. I just want to, just for conversation's sake, uh, my feeling is I would love to see the Panthers trade up, draft one of these younger QBs. Uh, and then just roll with them and see what happens. Uh, if there has to be a bridge QB, sign Sam Darnold for cheap. He's not the answer. But do you want to really sign another like three, four year deal, potential money? No. But two names have come up and I just want to hear your opinion. Uh Derek Carr has been one of them that has been room to meet or talk with the Panthers. And then same uh and this is more less this isn't really many sources saying this one, but Aaron Rodgers. Uh, potentially. And once again, these are just free agent quarterbacks or quarterbacks Mm -hmm. that want to leave their team. And uh, the Panthers have a big quarterback vacancy with a pretty decent roster, pretty solid roster around them. So they're going to be a potential landing spot for these QBs. But like in two minutes, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, is that something that the Panthers should even – Look into should they even talk more than thirty seconds about it? I know Scott Fitterer said they're in on every Stop deal. Stop taking on my two
1: minutes. Doing due diligence.
0: And so in the minute and a half, uh <laughs> tell me what you think.
1: I'm a hard pass on Aaron Rodgers. Same for a couple of reasons. One, you're gonna have to give a, give him way too much money. Yep. Um it feels at his age and at his point in his career. Also he's dramatic. I don't I don't want all that drama. Um, but that's not the decision why. You're the Panthers getting Aaron Rodgers would have to be kind of that all or nothing when you know we're going all in on winning and they just are not at that stage to be all in right now so it's basically giving a a bunch of money for no reason in my opinion because I don't think Aaron Rodgers to your team is just going to be the answer boom you're going to a Super Bowl not to mention Aaron Rodgers has you know been have have has had MVP like seasons and um for several years now and still doesn't really have anything to show for it he's starting to become one of those guys where you know his career is starting to look like wow what could have been yeah. you know what I mean Yeah. What so been? A there's no it. need to pay him a billion dollars to come in there for an all-or-nothing situation that's not going to result in the Super Bowl because that's the ultimate goal right mm-hmm. Derek Carr I'd be more open to again though a lot of it is going to come down to money and everything uh you know obviously he struggled a little bit last year but you never know uh fresh, team, fresh Coaches, um, having guys like Reich and McCown as his support staff could be beneficial. Uh, I, so I'd be more open to Carr, but I would rather put my put my hopes and in, in trust into building the future and looking at some of those young quarterbacks in the draft, maybe trading up for somebody like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud.
0: No, I, I agree completely. I would say that you said it perfectly. I think this team is more set up to build a foundation. Then go all and in or nothing. Then go all in or nothing and go for that win. Uh Aaron Rodgers, I mean I think it would just be funny to have him on and who knows, <laughs> man. He did just win M V P, you know, not this past season but the season before. But you know, every off season, there's something he's in the news, talking about something—is that something that you won on the Carolina Panthers? Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been one of the better quarterbacks uh, of our generation. I wish he had more than one uh, Super Bowl, but you know he has had multiple opportunities, and he is multiple, not, and he has not been able to uh, succeed. Derek Carr is one of those things. I mean, like. If the Panthers draft a young rookie quarterback and they need a bridge QB, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be yeah, mad at Derek Carr exactly. coming, but it comes with money. Like I don't mm-hmm. want another Teddy Bridgewater contract given out. No. Like and that's the same thing with Sam Darnold. Is Sam Darnold really that decent? No. Uh but he was the best quarterback on the roster last season and if we just need to have another quarterback on the roster but we're drafting a young QB and we can get him that uh, you know is favorable to the Panthers' pockets and the Panthers' bankroll. Yeah, go for it. But I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the mood to be changing or to be throwing money at these older veteran QBs. They can be on the team, but I don't want that to cripple our cripple our cap space at all. But no, that, that, that was a very good point. That I'm more for Derek Carr than Aaron Rodgers solely from the money aspect. But I would love to see the Panthers make a move in this trade, trade up and get one of these top two or three quarterbacks that's in this draft class. Don't go anywhere. Uptown Sports Crowd will be back. Right after this. What are you doing? What? Did did you just double dip that chip? Excuse me? You double dip the chip. Double dipped? What, what what are you talking about?
1: You dipped the chip. You took a bite. And you dipped again. <laughs> so? That's like putting your whole mouth right in the dip. <laughs> uh, from now on. When you take a chip, just take one dip and end it. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry,
0: Timmy. But I don't dip that way. Oh, you don't, huh? No. You dip the way you want to dip. I'll dip the way I want to dip. Give me the chip! Hey, hey, hey! (laughs) And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio, Charlotte, 94.7. Move and let the man go through, let the man go through. Move and let the man go through, let the man go through. The Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio, Charlotte. We are, we are on air on 94.7 FM, 9 to 10 a.m. on Sundays. Last segment, Ben and I talked about, you know, the MLB implementing the new pitch clock. We also talked about some of the rumors. of the, Are the Carolina Panthers going to make a move for free agent Derek Carr? Are they going to sign Aaron Rodgers? Uh, we both made our stances clear that, you know, if we had to choose one of those veteran QBs to be the bridge QB for another potential QB that the Panthers might have as their QB for next year, we would rather have Derek Carr. No drama, hopefully less money. But, you know, draft season is upon us nfl combine happened this past week you have the draft at the end of next month and it seems like the two main uh the two main names that are on the qb board for this draft are bryce young out of alabama and cj stroud out of ohio state and, and,
1: and i would say a third anthony Richardson. anthony richardson will out of be Florida. the third, and then will levis <laughs> no, but no,
0: definitely Anthony Richardson is the third one, but those are the top two, top three quarterbacks uh so far on the board for, you know, teams that are picking early or looking to trade up. Ben, out of those three, who do you think the Carolina Panthers could realist- realistically get? Like that includes the scenarios of trading up, you know, moves, so on, so forth. I mean,
1: I think they could realistically if they i mean if they really wanted to i think they could realistically get any of them mm-hmm. more probably cj stroud um and or anthony Richardson. um even though there's a lot of discussions about bryce young's size and everything i don't think that's going to keep a team from taking him no
0: yeah i think we've i top 3 you've watched his film in college you've seen him yeah, his in football the iq football and his
1: performance and everything i I don't think his size is going to be that much of a factor.
0: And it was never a thing up until the combine or up until this time of year when it always pops up.
1: Now, when it comes to who would you rather have, that's a tougher question because I think it's one of those you can't really go wrong things. (laughs) There's great great things about each one. Um, Anthony Richardson has so much potential yes um you know he's very athletic he could use a little work with his arm but it's somebody that could definitely be good if you bench him for a year let him learn the system uh let him you know just kind of get into a rhythm and evolve into the player he looks like he's going to be cj stroud i think is probably the best passer out of the three um just in terms of pure accuracy and decision making and then Bryce Young, I think, is overall the best yeah. quarterback I, I, out of the three. I'd
0: agree with that analysis.
1: Um, so you can't really go wrong, in my opinion. I honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, I, personally, I think I'd I'd want Bryce Young. Bryce
0: Young, really? It, like, if I had
1: my if I had my choosing,
0: no, I, mean, I know if you had your choosing. It's just I remember a few months ago we talked about it in C.J. Stroud, so something you must have saw something. I that, mean, I've been uh, I've up. been
1: watching. Uh, more tape recently, and not the combine. I, I don't. I can't remember who said it last week. Some coach, but you know when Dan you're, when, yeah, when you're when you're uh, doing analysis on players, you're watching tape. You're not. Yeah. You're not watching what they're doing in a in a sixty second drill. Exactly. Um, in in in, in gym clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just watching more tape. Just Bryce Young's IQ is just next level. Uh, I, I and, and his experience and everything, like you said, with the mm-hmm. playoff, uh, I, I like Bryce Young.
0: I'll say I'll say, with this staff that the Panthers have put together, it has really just made me more open to if we do make a move, excuse me, if we do make a move for one of these top QBs in the draft, I'm comfortable with whoever they pick.
1: And that that's Espe- really the thing. Especially if it's
0: out of those three. Because with the experience that this Panthers new coaching staff has as players and coaches both in regular season, postseason, Super Bowl, if they're trading up and making a move to grab someone specific, they have plans for that quarterback. They think that quarterback is going to fit the system and the culture that they are actively trying to build as this is their first offseason. And that puts me at ease as a fan. Like, I've liked every single coaching move that the Panthers have made this off season, And I love how they just did a complete 180 and they just went with full experience. Uh, some form of track record with winning. Uh, one thing with Anthony Richardson, you know, he uh, I love like his pocket presence. You know, he's made some good throws, but a bunch of his highlights uh, from Florida are him, you know, just escaping a collapsing pocket mm-hmm. and just running wild down the field. Uh, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young pretty much everything you said they're just they're just fun to watch amazing passers amazing football IQ I don't think you can really go wrong with any three of those any one three of those um and so I'm excited I've been saying that the move I would like for the Panthers to make is to trade up Mm -hmm. use the picks that you got from the 49ers for Christian McCaffrey Exactly, and, and look, make this have something to show, or for else it.
1: we're still. We just talked about the Derek Carr, Aaron yeah, Rodgers. You don't want to have. have another the QB carousel. It's, is, we, we've done it before. Sucks, and you're and you're looking like you may be doing it again. No, we are doing it. again. Well, yeah, well you into. are. But it feels like this draft could be the chance to yes. end that QB carousel, and I think you take the chance for, it, like you said, with with some of those picks that you acquired for McCaffrey, get something to show for it.
0: Because if you don't make a move now. I don't think the Panthers are bad enough to get a better pick next year. And no. we're they're going to continue to be sitting in this, you know, pick 8 to 12 range, nonstop. Mm-hmm. Not good enough to be top five, not uh, but not good enough to make the playoffs, which is where the Panthers have been for years and years on end. Yeah, um, and,
1: and, and I, you know, have been one to say in the past, you know, just getting a quarterback isn't going to automatically make you a winner. But, I mean, you look at some of these teams now – I mean the the Eagles less, but but the Chiefs. I mean you get you get a guy like obviously that's a generational talent, but like Patrick Mahomes single handedly has just made the Chiefs so good year after well, year. Well, let's, if you can find that guy, yeah, then then you're set. <laughs>
0: let's use Trevor Lawrence as an example. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence was obviously the best quarterback coming out of college. That's why he was the number one pick. Went to Jacksonville, had a horrible start with Urban Meyer. Like that whole team was just down the drain. You bring in a competent head coach. Yep. and Doug Peterson who has won a Super Bowl. You don't get off to the hottest start, but you end up winning 7 of your last 9 games and you make, and the, then playoffs. You make the playoffs and you move on to the divisional round where you lose to the Chiefs by one division or one uh, score, excuse me. But with the with the Jaguars, they have good players, but yeah. they're not talent that sticks out on a page. They're their names that you recognize. Was anyone expecting Evan Ingram to have the season that he had? He ended up finishing the season like the third or fourth best tight end in the league. They went out and spent money on Christian Kirk. I believe Christian Kirk is a good wide receiver. They, could he have potentially been overpaid when they got him? Yes, but he ended up being a good uh, wide receiver for him. Zay Jones, uh, Mar- Marvin Jones Jr., and then the running backs: uh, Travis Etienne, Jamichael Hasty. Like these, the, these are these are these are good players. These are talented players, but. They they don't stand out off the page, but you made a, You didn't make a move. You were already picking number one, but you got a quarterback that had the potential to bring exactly.
1: In. And you brought in that experienced coaching staff, like you mentioned. And, and I, I believe that's where the Panthers boom, are. Boom! Right next thing you know everything comes together and i it is true that's a very good comparison to make the panthers yeah. are in the very very similar situation uh that, that jackson was in yep you bring in that coach you're
0: re-signing your offensive lineman mm-hmm. that is your best offensive you lineman. you probably enough, had a franchise history. you have enough
1: tools around your team right now to wherever you can just find that winner mentality as exactly. a quarterback and and just let him evolve and and get him some experience then yeah, you're you're putting yourself in a chance to make the playoffs, especially with with the division, um, yeah, and the state it's of the division that the Panthers again. are in right now. It is. I mean, they could really uh, Dan Orlovsky. I mean, said it. It, it. The Panthers are one step away from you know running this division, controlling this division for the next decade.
0: Yeah, yeah. they they really can. They they almost did it this year. You know, mm-hmm. they got off to a horrible start, but um, at the tail end of the season, they started doing it. Fit said, or Scott Fitterer said that signing Dante Foreman is. Number One or a priority resigning center Bradley Bozeman is a priority. They know who you need to resign d j Moore has been resigned uh, before this last season uh, i'm waiting for this extension for Brian burns, but you have a you uh you have a great offensive line. you brought in the coaching staff you I mean, everybody would love the number one quarterback in the draft. Everybody would love to have that generational talent to get lucky on a you know Patrick Mahomes or get Jalen Hurts after the second round or something like that. But I think right now with where the Panthers are set up. You need to bring in somebody that can fit what the Panthers are trying to do. What are the Panthers trying to do other than win? I don't know those those specifics. But the coaching staff is cre- clearly working on something. They mm-hmm. know that they are coming in. It's a whole different vibe here. It's a whole different vibe on Mint Street at Bank of America <laughs> Stadium. And so, But I, I do think that the Panthers are in a position to make a move for a young quarterback that can elevate this team to the next level instead of signing whatever crumbs are being left around by the rest of the teams in the league. And mm-hmm. so and so that's why I'm not really a fan of going after these free agents. Like, make the move. This is the year. Make mm-hmm. the move. You have picks from McCaffrey. You have other assets. You have some players you might be able to uh, trade as well. But I'm, I, I don't want to sit back. And uh, but also the Panthers don't make a move. And they stay at, uh they stay at nine and you know, they stay at their they stay with whatever pick or they trade up and they can't get a quarterback. Even if they get the number one player in that position on the board at the time, I still won't win. be I still yeah. won't be mad at it. Getting to get one of these good edge rushers and all that stuff. But no, I'm I think I will be happy with whatever the Panthers do if they end up choosing either Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or Anthony Richardson. I'm not really stressing, I'm not one of these guys that are looking at, you know, I'm not even one to know what I'm looking for really. I'm not gonna pretend to. But uh I'm going to use this as a segue to the combine because I have explained my disdain for you know draft Twitter, scout combine <laughs> Twitter. I get tired of seeing. Look at his arm release. Look, look at, at, the look he's at his when he's standing in an empty field. Uh, in an empty training facility, with no pads, with no pads, no one rushing at him. It's like, yeah, like you need those good mechanics. But as you said earlier with Dan Campbell, like you gotta watch what's on tape. The combine is cool. I like watching people run the forty. I like seeing this defensive lineman run four four. Yeah, run a faster forty than Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. But like, but like in, he's, in he's terms of like assessing size. a
1: decision, you yeah. cannot assess a decision based on on the on the combine
0: no and with the sides it's like oh nobody was saying anything about bryce Young's size when he was tearing up you know the the college football scene but now he's getting into the nfl and this should have been something that you said the moment he started doing well and, and became a top prospect and in i college. get
1: the concern but also i mean where was this discussion and granted i think he's a little bigger but where was this discussion with kyler murray I mean, I don't remember it being as much of a discussion.
0: Yeah, I mean, people pointed it out, but it, but but it wasn't like, oh, we're not. Not this close to the not, draft. No. Where it's like, should you draft Rice Young? Right. He's clearly QB one. <laughs> no, it's just – the combine and draft is just funny. At this point, I'm just so ready for the draft to happen. I want to see – Who the Panthers get. I want to see who the Falcons get. That's Mm -hmm. another big one. I mean, the Falcons can. uh, The Falcons started turning it on a little bit at the end of the year. Um, You know, their running back, uh, Tyler Algier, started turning it on. Uh, So, I mean, whoever they decide to get, uh, you know, in the draft could potentially be not detrimental, but it could challenge the Panthers with, you know, who's going to take control of the NFC South moving forward. It was like the Bucs are going to tank with going with Kyle Trask Mm -hmm. to start the season. And then the Saints, uh, I don't even want to they they don't deserve any time on our show but no. <laughs> it's
1: going to be it's just going to be exciting seeing the yeah. panthers uh- Draft without Matt Rule taking like long snappers in the seventh round. You coming to what, buddy? Then you snap. that was the that was the dumbest thing.
0: Like it was cool for the video. Oh man, I'm coming right now. And then we just re-signed J.J. Jansen again, who yeah. obviously is the best player on the Panthers. So I don't understand why we were drafting a long snapper in the first place. But no, I'm very happy to let Scott Fitter handle it and a former player and NFL coach Frank Reich be in the yes. draft room. Oh, the Matt Rule being eh, 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 long snapper. <laughs> Final segment of the Uptown Sports Crowd coming up. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for tuning in to 94.7 FM.
1: This is the Uptown Sports Crowd, Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, 94.7 FM. Ben Cole here with my pal, my partner, Mackie Gallagher. Hi. (laughs) Last segment of the show, we want to talk about March Madness. It's officially March now. Spring will hopefully be here soon. Sure, feels like it. I think with spring the weather. has been here for the last two <laughs> weeks. It's been yeah.
0: Above sixty since the beginning of February,
1: but one of the best times of the year in sports: March Madness postseason college basketball. I don't know if there's a better atmosphere, honestly, Mackie, than like March Madness. Just all of the oh, yeah. the great moments in history there. Just games on from what, like 10 a.m. Yeah, to 9 PM? Yeah, it m. is m. It, a better's dream. Right. Oh, I can bet on 32 games today. <laughs> I could
0: not bring my laptop to class in college because I could never take notes of my laptop. I was always a pen and uh, notebook guy. The only time I ever brought my laptop was cla- to class was during March Madness to have it up, act like I was taking notes and just throw yep. it on CBS. Now, and then just watch all whatever random games it's are happening funny
1: i keep the app on my phone all year round when, 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 when around, it's the march madness live app i literally never touch it i forget i have it and then i go to like download it and boom it's still on my phone i pull it up watch the games um it's a very good time but i'm excited for this year's tournament it's an interesting year in college basketball because there's not really one dominant team. I guess you could make an argument for Houston, but obviously with the conference they're playing and everything, you never know. Um, It's just one of those years where it feels like legit, legit, legit anybody could win it. It feels like one of those years where we could see a nine seed in the Final Four or something. Um, Especially, you know, depending on, like, the seeding that you see from a team like Duke or, like, even NC State, honestly. They should make the tournament, but... um, Way too early prediction. I'll go ahead and give one. Okay. Um, Winning it all. March Madness. I haven't even, you know, bracket's not even out. Uh, I'll do, we'll get more in depth with it on a, on a future show, but just in terms of how hot they are right now and the amount of just raw talent they have, I'm going to go UCLA. Ooh, know, why they're do you on, say that? They're on like a nine game win streak right now. Uh, They're like third in the Ken Palm, you know, just mm-hmm. um. and if you're unfamiliar with the Ken Palm rankings, it's it's uh Ken Pomeroy. He just does his own little secret formula of uh, analyzing the, the strengths of uh, college basketball teams, and Ken Palm has been pretty good doing his brackets and like kind of picking who's gonna win these games. And he has UCLA top three, so I think I think I'm gonna go with UCLA for that right now. You know, basketball is such, especially college basketball, it's such a momentum shifting game. You know, it's who's hot right now. Mm-hmm. I think UCLA right now is the hottest team, um, and then. In terms of like probably one or two seeds that I think could get upset early, I'm going to go Purdue because oh, of the exact opposite. Oh. I was
0: going to say Purdue just seems like they're all they're always great through the through just the regular season, but mm-hmm. somehow in the tournament, it's just a game they should not lose. They always end up exactly, losing.
1: and they got upset very recently. They've just kind of been eh, when you've been watching them over the past few weeks. Uh, so I could definitely see Purdue being one of those one or two seeds. Right now, it looks like there'll be a two seed, but one of those two seeds that maybe gets knocked out first or second round. Gotcha. Could see that happening. But I'm excited for this year's tournament. I really think it's going to be a toss up. Any team could win it. I love March Madness. I
0: know, rankings are looking different this year. They are. Uh,
1: my sleeper pick to win
0: Louisville. They uh, they started <laughs> off the they started off the year of what 0 and 13 up to four up to four wins right before the end of the season. They had like the 4-25. momentum on their <laughs> on their side. No, I'm gonna. I think it's Todd. I don't want this to be basic. because I know they're number one, but Houston—they have just always, for the last decade, just been in the running to win. Uh, they've won like it's the conference. It's kind of their, eh, they're iffy one. But Houston is always in the conversation with college basketball. It's true. They're finally at one. They're 28-2. and two. This would be the, the year for them to do it, you know, just leading the nation. Leading and they the are nation. number one in Ken Palm. Ken Palm they, they, has number one. They're leading the nation. Like, this is the year that Houston has been in the conversation, the top 25 for the last couple of years, but now they are at the top. We'd like to see them win. Same with Kansas. Yeah. Kansas has always been that basketball school.
1: But they have not really.
0: Uh, they've been going. They didn't won it
1: last year. Do what? Kansas did win it last year. I don't yeah. think they're too I don't think they're going back to back.
0: That's that's, what, that, that, that's yeah. What it's I'm so hard. To, it's too
1: hard to go back to back. So yeah, but, I think. But it would be nice for them. To, it would it be. Would nice. be. Uh, speaking of which, s- still monumental choke. UNC. Um, come on now, how, oh. how are you going to be up twenty something points and lose that game? Right uh, at halftime, but. No, it was a great tournament last year. It's going to be a better tournament this year. I'm so excited. And uh, we will have more March Madness analysis uh, probably next week when the conference tournaments start getting going. But I think that's going to do it from us uh, on this Sunday morning. Go enjoy your day. Have a nice rest of your weekend. And uh, don't forget to tune in next week for Ben Cole um, and Mackie Gallagher. Uh, this is the Uptown Sports Crowd. Have a great week.